0: Today we are talking about the art of sustaining change. I'm sharing three reasons why we set goals and then we let them go. Let's dig right into the episode I'm calling Decoding the Why Behind New Year's Goals and the Art of Sustaining Change Throughout the Year. All right. So as we all can feel in the air, this is a natural time for reflection, goal setting, and envisioning a healthier and more balanced Work life experience for ourselves and for our teams. And I'm sure that that collective mission of supporting one another in making positive change, it resonates with you. That's why you're here. You're here because we are like-minded, right? But I have some news to share today. Forbes Health posted an article early on in the month that reported the top three resolutions for 2024 were improving fitness, finances, and mental health. So just as you thought, because like-minded people share the same ideas and thoughts, it is a collective mission to support one another into making positive changes that help us feel better, be more financially fit, and also feel like we are mentally capable of conquering the hard stuff. However, the Ohio State University gave us all a complete reality check when they revealed that 24% of our resolutions are broken by the end of the week, the end of the first week of January, a staggering 42% by the end of the month, and only 9% of Americans who set resolutions actually complete them. I know. 9%. With all of us who set resolutions, 9% actually complete them. So, unfortunately, we can expect a ton more unhealthy eating habits, broken pockets, and broken mindsets. And that's not for us. Everything changes when we pivot. Everything can change when we pivot. So, even if you're feeling like I am totally in that 9% because I'm on track. For my goal, I'm still I'm still hitting that mark. Kudos to you. I'm going to set you up with some preventative measures to ensure you stay on track all year. And for those of you that are like, "Yep, I'm in that 24%. I was done by Wednesday." <laughs> I feel you. I have news for you. It's still time to pivot because your goal can still be a goal. It's only a goal until you let it go and you leave it alone. So, what's the issue with us? Why do we struggle to stick with the goals we set as New Year's resolutions? Well, the issue is quite clear. It really drills down to the fact that most resolutions are set out of tradition rather than for a genuine need of pivoting and changing. Yes, these goals don't stick because we're just doing them to do them, or they don't stick because they're simply out of the changing of the calendar, or doing what everyone else is doing, as opposed to it being something that is really about the change we want to make internally and externally. So for all of you that are thinking the turning of the calendar will serve as this magical catalyst for transformation, you're wrong. And you are likely going to be in that 42% that is over it by the end of the month, unless you take Three of these reasons that I'm going to share with you, and you apply them to yourself and pivot now. So, here are my three main reasons for why we set goals only to let them go. And inside of these reasons, I am providing you with an action step that you can use right away. So, reason number one reason number one for why we set goals and let them go is because, just as the research shows, we do them out of tradition. Over intention, tradition over intention. So often resolutions are made up because it's a customary thing to do, rather than it being deeply rooted in a desire for our personal and professional changes. So instead of your traditional reset, it requires that you evaluate what's working, what's not working, and you adapt. See, the January traditional reset is really about restoring or reverting back to a default setting. It's really not about change. And what's missing in that act of change is the rethinking of what you've been doing as a process or as a system. You actually have to rethink what you've been doing versus what you want to do and how you can get to that goal more rapidly. So this act of rethinking, it requires, one, a readiness for changing the course. (laughs) So if you're just saying, I'm going to hit this goal and you don't actually change course, of course, you can see that change may not happen. The course is meant to adapt based on the insights that you've gained. So the second thing you need when you are actively rethinking is flexibility in your approaches and your perspectives. You have to have a flexible mindset about your goals if you're actually going to change course and get them to stick long term. So this active rethinking is different from just traditional calendar resetting. And that's why if you want to see that sustainable change, it's not just going to happen because the change of the calendar. It's going to happen when you rethink your goals and you rethink your processes and you're flexible about your approaches so that you can adapt as things hit you left and right and life comes and hits and the storm comes and all that happens. You can pivot each and every time and still stick with your goal. Number two, the second reason why we set goals and we let them go in the new year is that we're expecting for external forces to drive change. Again, the misconception is that the transition into a new year will automatically bring motivation and commitment, and it just won't. Even though you are open to the change, the real work involves reflecting and evaluating the factors that influence your daily thoughts and behaviors. And yes, of course, external forces they can be motivating. However, it's in the constant activity, the daily activity that you are in that will create that momentum and confidence to stick with the changes that you're making. So it's less about the external and more about what's happening inside you, inside your brain, inside your mind, inside your body. And number 3, The third reason why we set goals in January and then we let them go is because there's a lack of real connection to the goals. Many resolutions are set without a genuine connection to personal and professional values. And when they're not connected to something that you really care about, intrinsically care about, it's that much easier to just abandon the goal when you're faced with a real challenge. You see, we make plans, but we have to monitor our plans even closer. So that beautiful plan that you put on paper or you put in your journal or the calendar that you put together for the thing you're going to accomplish, you have to continue to look at that very closely and make changes. So question, are you checking in with yourself regularly? When a schedule change happens, are you adapting to the change or are you just pretending that the schedule isn't going to impact your goals? Let's think about it from a professional lens. You're a principal and you intend to observe all of your teachers every other week. You have maybe 15 or so teachers, you want to get into their classrooms, do maybe 15-minute observations and want to be able to give them feedback in the same week. Ah, superb. Love it. Transformation underway. However, you have a teacher that out of nowhere gets ill. Every hand in your uh, school community is locked in. So you don't have any extra hands to actually respond to this situation, this emergency that has happened. You call in subs, but Anybody know about principals and subs and schools? They don't always show up. So you end up having to take on lunch duty. Change in your schedule. Okay, so now you have a change in your schedule. But when this happens, two things can happen next. You either ignore the fact that this is impacting your day. You try and stick to this schedule that we both know is not going to happen. And You beat yourself up at night mentally by saying, oh, what kind of leader are you? You didn't even get into those classrooms today. No wonder things are going on in your school. No wonder you don't. No wonder, no wonder, no wonder. You begin to beat yourself up when really you have to look at what has actually happened and make an adjustment. Maybe you don't get to every teacher in that week. Maybe you share the caseload with some other leaders. Maybe you do some fishbowls where you take a group of teachers into one person's classroom and you all get to learn together and you decrease the number of observations and walkthroughs that you have to do. There are so many things that can be adjusted, but first you need to be looking at your plan close enough to know an adjustment is needed. Another example is the gym. Let's say you have a plan to go to the gym every single morning, 5am. Well, you find out that your significant other, your partner, their work schedule changed. And now you're not able to actually get to the gym at 5am every single day. Now you can huff, you can puff, you can try to get to the 5am class, but in actuality, that's not sustainable and burnout is underway. This is where You have to check in with yourself and say, okay, I set a goal. I had an idea of what this was supposed to look like. It doesn't look like it's going to happen as I envisioned it. What's next? This schedule change is impacting the way I want to work. What should I do now? Maybe it's a conversation with your partner. Maybe it's a simple change in your schedule. And later on in the evening, when you maybe would have been watching the children, Maybe now and that's the time that your partner watches the children so you can go to the gym. The key here is that you're adjusting to the change and not pretending that the change won't impact your goals. Planning is required whenever you do anything differently. And once those plans are made, they feel like they're etched in stone. But those of you who know about really accomplishing your goals, you know that you should in inevitably expect for the plan to change. (laughs) You can expect for that plan to be disrupted. And therefore, even at the top organizational level, when you're even thinking about strategic plans and plans that you make annually, they even require a deep connection to the goals, daily, weekly, monthly check-ins to make sure they are still relevant to the work you're doing Into the life that you have at this very moment. So as teachers and leaders, we are committed, right, to fostering this healthier culture for our teams, for our communities. We have this unique opportunity right now to shift the narrative. We are creatives by nature. Therefore, it's time for us to take that narrative and encourage the act of setting intentional, meaningful goals that align with our values and our aspirations. No longer should we be dealing with these New Year's resolutions. And if you are of the 24% that's already let go of that resolution, consider how the goal connects to your values and see if it's worth recommitting to. Because as a collective community on a mission, to build more joyful and healthy work cultures for ourselves and for our teams, we have to provide the support and the resources needed to navigate these challenges that are inevitably going to come our way. And when we provide the supports, we're realistic about what is happening in our work, and our life. We can then sustain positive change throughout the entire year. So I'm really about this mission. I believe that together we can create cultures that prioritize well-being. They encourage personal and professional growth, and they celebrate positive impact, the real impact that we're actually making in our communities and really shines a light on it. This work we do every single day as leaders, it matters. And it's not this sub part of our life. Leadership is a lifestyle. I don't take my leadership hat off. So listen, cheers to a year of meaningful resolutions and lasting positive change. I want this for you. And if you want lasting positive change for yourself, then that will happen. You know, I look forward to time with you every single time we check in. So I will see you soon on the next episode of Cheers to Your Pivot. Bye.